powered by Clear Vision Development Group. This is Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast. Each week, we'll provide you with top business insights, fresh perspectives from world-class guests, and the tools you need to lead better than before. And now, here's your host, author and business coach, Tony Richards. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Better Than Before show. I'm your host, Tony Richards. Wow, fans are coming back to Disneyland in Shanghai with precautions, of course. Service businesses are starting to open up, so hopefully we're on the road to getting back to some sort of semblance of life as we experienced it before Corona. Uh, On today's show, we're going to have Jonathan Hensley. He's going to be here from Emerge. Uh, Jonathan is an expert in digital products and services, and so if you've been thinking about developing a digital product or a digital service in your business, Jonathan is going to open up that whole storehouse of knowledge to us here on Better Than Before. And later on in the show, I'm going to talk to you about the science of achievement versus the art of fulfillment. These are two really important components I think you're going to want to hear as far as being ultimately successful in your life and work. It's all coming up today on the Better Than Before podcast brought to you by University Subaru. From here, been here, always will be here. University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. Once we're back to normal, there'll be a lot to catch up on. So why not do some of that now, like getting your car serviced? University Subaru will pick up your car and deliver it back to your doorstep all disinfected and ready to go at no extra charge. They can even drop off a loaner car. Take care of everything from oil changes to that hail damage repair you've been meaning to get but were too busy. Most of us aren't too busy now, but we will be. Give us a call so we can help. University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. Are you working twice as hard but enjoying fewer rewards? Maybe you're highly accomplished, but you just can't seem to break through and make the next big move. Or you run a business that has begun to grow stagnant. It doesn't have to stay that way. Even the best leaders have felt as if their careers were spiraling out of control. But that's when they had to lead and lead big. Tony Richards' new book, The Big Idea, 52 Ways to Be a Better Leader Now, will help launch you forward in leadership. Learn how to take charge and lead yourself, lead others, and lead your company. Purchase online today at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our website, clearvisiondevelopment.com. Welcome back to Better Than Before. I'm Tony Richards. Happy to uh, welcome Jonathan Hensley to the program today. He's the co-founder and CEO of Emerge, a digital product consulting firm that works with companies to improve operational agility and customer experience. For more than two decades, Jonathan has helped startups, Fortune 100 brands, technology leaders, large regional health networks, nonprofit organizations, and more transform their businesses by turning strategy, user needs, and new technologies into valuable digital products and services. 
Jonathan writes and speaks about his experiences and insights from his career and regularly hosts in-depth interviews with business leaders and industry insiders. He lives in the Pacific Northwest with his wife and two boys, and he's originally from Silicon Valley. He got into digital product spaces inspired by the incredible people developing new technologies all around him and the possibilities they unlocked. This fueled his curiosity to understand how technology transforms the ways in which people live and work. That curiosity then continued to drive him all the way through today as he works to help businesses harness technology and focus on helping leaders define the value they want to create in a succinct and tangible way. Uh, he also helps them on where to focus, why and what it's going to take to achieve the outcomes they desire. His favorite part is going beyond the idea and mapping how you bring together people, data, and processes so clients can be successful. Jonathan, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Tony. How has the uh, COVID virus affected your uh, company? Well, we've shifted uh, fairly dramatically into more of a sounding board and consulting role lately where we're just really having a lot of conversations to help our clients and the people in our community align to where there's opportunities and some of the things they need to be taken into consideration as they need to make adjustments to handle uh, the situation and for some of that that means some people that means survival it just seems like everything about us is going digital uh, everything uh, from you know, the photo albums we used to have to the vinyl records we used to play, everything has slowly but surely transformed into uh, being digitized and being a digital product. Does it seem to you that that pace is pretty rapid or is that just me? No, I think it's been rapidly accelerating for years. And I think with this situation, it's, we're only gonna see it continue to uh, accelerate out of necessity for so many businesses. Um, it's also changing the way people need to interact and behave with one another. And technology is going to be one of the biggest mechanisms that uh, I think businesses can use to uh, rethink how they do that in a really beautiful way. All right. So let's talk. I, I know you uh, speak on the topic of alignment quite a bit. And um, let's talk about alignment. Why is that so important with what it is that you help businesses with? I think alignment is one of those things where I think just intrinsically, we, most of us really have a baseline understanding of like, I get it, alignment, that's important. What I find is that we need to unpack what alignment really means. And when we look at alignment, if you think about it in your personal life, as an example, uh, or professional life, being aligned with the people in your life helps you have successful relationships. It helps you build better teams and better organizations. And when things are misaligned, you find yourself that um, you know you have relationships that are eroding. Uh, the strongest teams are being broken apart. Leadership is ineffective. So really getting to the guts of understanding what alignment is and the different levels of alignment become really, really important. So a couple of examples of that. So we have individual alignment, and that really is helping team members understand how they contribute uh, to the organization, why their work matters. People have talked a long time about this, about, you know, how there's a new generation of people coming in that really want to have purpose to their work. We've shifted dramatically in the way that we need to engage employees to really 
bring all their talents to the forefront. And that really comes with understanding that from a leadership perspective of the individual alignment and how important that is. The second one is team alignment, which really deals with how we build alignment with others and integrate the unique ex disciplines and experiences and perspectives of our coworkers and across teams together so we can solve problems more effectively together um, and deliver consistent outcomes uh, more effectively as well. Um, the third one is organization alignment. That really deals with building alignment um, that reflects the entire organization's vision and strategic priorities, uh, which is not um, always very easy to do, especially depending on the size of the organization. And the fourth level is understanding market alignment, which deals with really understanding your customers and their needs and the problem that you need to be solving for them in order to create value. Well, you've been doing this now for over 20 years, and I'm sure that you have done many deep dives into this whole digital space. So I'm sure you have found many reasons why these situations and these projects uh, fail and don't work. Why do so many of them fall short? Well, most projects have some level of misalignment. There's the the thing that gets talked about the most is there's a lack of market fit. Somehow, whatever the product or idea that an organization has isn't really aligned to the needs or not really effectively solving the problem for uh, a particular group of people. Um, the other part to that is they might be misaligned with how much value is being created in the market, meaning that the product just isn't honestly that good. It's not creating enough value for uh, somebody to switch from whatever current solution they have or something else that is just easier to do. Um, and so the cost of switching or adopting that product is just too high uh, to realize the value of, of the product and gain market share. When we get past that though, this is where I think the really interesting stuff comes in, is what are the root causes of internal sabotage? And that's why there's so much focus in the different, in the way that we look at alignment at the individual, the team and the organization level. I'm not saying that market fit is an easy thing, but what's far more difficult is to not uh, fall into the traps that create misalignment and failure internally. Uh, you know, there's, and there's so many facets to it. Um, just to give two examples uh, right off the top is one is managing expectations and two is siloed knowledge. So if you were to sit down with leaders today and you were walking them through what they need to know as far as digital products and services and how to lead people through that, what would you tell them? Well, I think there's a couple of facets. One is become ex experts in failure. It sounds counterintuitive at, at some level, but what it really does is it helps us navigate failure throughout the entire product development life cycle or any digital transformation uh, initiative for that matter, whether it's customer oriented or internal uh, driving operations or employee engagement, or in this case, in a COVID era, you know, employee safety and the modernization of the workplace is a huge topic of conversation right now. It's very important to understand what causes failure it takes ego out of the equation. It really helps leaders and teams look at problems together uh, in a much more comprehensive way in how they wanna drive outcomes. So when we talk uh, to leaders about this, we talk about uh, you know, 
first looking at what do you know that you don't know? And then how do we start a path of understanding what you need to know to go forward with whatever your specific project may be? When somebody's really open to that conversation, it transforms how you can plan and navigate developing a strategy to implement and realize the value of that product that you want to create going forward. So, so let's just say I'm, you know, I'm a business leader and I know digital is where I need to go. I need, I need to get into that space. I know I need to participate. What would you tell me as far as a starting place? I want to build a digital product or I want to, you know, have a digital service. What's my starting spot? The number one place to start is getting really, really clear on strategy. Uh, this is also where we see the biggest mistake happen is strategy is either, uh, you know, stopped or a little, a fall short, excuse me, or it is, um, it's really not done at all. And so what happens is there's this confusion that pops up a lot of times between strategy versus planning, right? So strategy really focusing on where we want to focus and why versus planning is really how are we going to get there? And the how needs to be flexible. When we're dealing with uncertainty, especially in times like this, we need to be adaptive. We need to be able to pivot and move. But if we have a really clear understanding of the problem and the value that we're gonna solve and we can focus, it's much easier to achieve that. And we can create alignment across our teams to help us get there. And so what we're really focused on by getting strategy right first before we move into implementation is we're really trying to do a couple of, of key things. We're trying to make sure that everybody in the organization or on that team has not just a common language, but a common understanding. Where are we trying to go? Why are we trying to get there? Why do we need to focus on these things? And why do they matter? And what are the outcomes that we need for the business and for our customer in order to be successful? If we can answer some of those fundamental questions, we have a foundation that can drive the success of our initiative. You know, one of the things you mentioned was in this uh, COVID-19 world, you mentioned safety for employees. Um, are there other ways you can use digital products and services to empower your people? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I think there's multiple ways to do it. You know, I'm just just to preface, I have no affiliation to Starbucks whatsoever, but I was going to go get coffee, uh, you know, the other day. And, you know, the ability now, I mean, it's as much a benefit to me as it is to the employee that is concerned about their safety. I can, or, you know, order my coffee. I show up on, on one side of the building. I, I get acknowledged. I go, I get a pickup. Well, I, that just created a, a contactless experience for both me and for the employee. Both of our safety is being respected in that moment. And I think there's a lot of opportunities when we think about you know, anywhere through your organization about how digital can improve safety and opportunity. You might be able to empower people to work from home or have, uh, you know, more remote experiences. Um, we might be able to be mindful of the level of productivity that needs to happen in a company. And what we do is we take, you know, processes or systems where we're doing the repeat work again and again and again but we're not building any ongoing value. This is where technology can come in and say, you know, what would happen if we could all work on this together? Or what would happen if we didn't have to repeat this process every time and we could 
you know, uh, be able to implement it uh, so we can you know, do this in a fraction of the amount of time. All of those can add to employee benefits and engagement and well-being, um, thinking about, you know, space, uh, levels of communication. There's a lot of opportunities for organizations to explore right now. So do you put, um, as far as employee experience and the customer experience, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, I'm just asking, but do you put equal weight on those? I do, personally. I think they're, they're two sides of, of the same coin, if you will. Um, you know, you, if you have a better employee experience and a more engaged employees, they will deliver a more consistent and better outcome to customers. If you have happier customers that, are, uh, that love the service that they're getting provided, innately your employees are, have more joy because they feel like they're, they're contributing more. I think it's, they're, you know, they're, they're completely intertwined. Um, I understand from an operational perspective, a lot of times we have to look at them separately, uh, but I think it, big picture, you have to look at them as completely integrated. So you mentioned strategic and you mentioned uh, that's where you really should start is you need to start with a strong strategy. That makes sense to me. Do you have three or four strategic mistakes that almost everybody like makes where you, you hear what the strategy is and you think to yourself, yeah, everybody says that. Yeah. I, there's only three, huh? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you, you give me like the most common ones. I don't know. No, yeah, I'm, I'm kidding. I, I think the, you know, the key things that come up a lot is when we think about a, well, first and foremost, the biggest one that I see missed all the time is that the idea uh, uh, for a product or service is not clearly anchored to the vision of and mission of a company. So leaders need to connect the dots. That's part of their job. Uh, and it's really important that they say, okay, if we create this product and this is the goal of this product, and if we can implement this correctly, it will get us, you know, here in three years, then how does that tie to the mission of the organization? How does that move the entire organization forward? Um, this becomes even more and more important the larger the organization is if they have more than one product. Because that's if you don't think about that fundamental question, you have a portfolio that gets fragmented very quickly. So being able to be very clear about that and then making sure that that vision, that destination that you're working towards uh, getting to is, is measurable. It needs to be specific. And I think a lot of times it's, it's communicated as something that's very aspirational, which is very important. We need to understand that asp the aspirations of the organization and the potential of an idea. But if it's not specific, we don't make it uh, that vision tangible enough and be able to say, are we going to be able to clearly move our way towards it? I think the second uh, point of, of, uh, or challenge, big challenge that I run into a lot and see uh, also in our research is that this, the strategy becomes the idea. And we need to flip that around. We need to realize our strategy has to be focused on the problem. And what we wanna be to be competitive and relevant is we need to be the best at solving a very specific problem for a specific group of people. 
and we need to understand what it's going to take exactly where we need to focus and why in order to deliver on that product vision and that destination. So that link there becomes really, really important. And then the third one, uh, when we think about strategy, is making sure that we're really clear on the outcome that we want. So what's the outcome we want for the customer if that job uh, is of that product or that problem is solved correctly? And what's the benefit for the business? So we're really looking at opportunities, right? If you want, uh, you know, one of the things with uh, big data and reporting and, and analytics out right now is, you know, okay, well, what do I do with the information? Well, we need to make sure we're collecting the right information so we can drive to an outcome that we want. And that the value has to be enough for the customer and enough for the business to be worthwhile to invest in to begin with. So we need to get really clear on those outcomes. Um, and a lot of times they're, they're very vague. Well, we want more customers. We want more customer engagement. Well, what's the baseline? What is it, how do we move towards something better? Um, and how do we know if we're getting better? And so when we really want to, you know, really tap into the incredible talent that we have in our organizations, that specificity in the strategy becomes mission critical. Because if we're hiring people to be problem solvers, to be people that can really deliver, we need to give them the right information to unlock those skills that they're bringing to the table. You mentioned coffee and Starbucks as an example just a few minutes ago. Are there any other examples out there that you see where someone or a company is doing this really well? In the B2B space, uh, I think, um, you know, there's a machine learning company, Splunk. They really invest a lot into understanding their uh, customers, and I think they do a wonderful job. Uh, from, from what I've seen uh, from the outside of, of engaging their customers and some really, uh, you know, meaty problems. And I think there's, uh, you know, every organization now is, um, is needing to really look at reevaluating, re you know, is the problem we're solving, um, you know, less or more important in a, in a COVID-19 uh, world. Um, again, no affiliation, but, you know, I think Salesforce is, is doing a great job. They're really, uh, from what I can see uh, in, the, in the public domain, they seem to be really thinking about those kinds of questions. We're visiting with Jonathan Hensley. He's the co-founder and CEO of Emerge. They consult people in the digital product space. And Jonathan's been covering quite a bit uh, with the digital revolution with us today. Jonathan, you've done a great job. Now, now tell me, what is something I should have asked you that I didn't ask you? Ooh, um, maybe what's the biggest mistake I've ever made? Yeah, sounds good. Share that with us. I think the biggest mistake I've ever uh, made is not uh, understanding uh, the, the importance of I think when, you, when you're trying to be smart, you, you think you can sometimes skip steps. And, you know, I've, I've made that mistake thinking that I can leapfrog from, you know, step one to step three or four in, in, a, in a process. And I've learned over the years that if, uh, if you could skip steps, the process would, uh, wouldn't have steps two, three, and four in it to begin with. <laughs> so uh, really making sure you follow those critical steps. Um, and really paying attention to the incredible people that have uh, helped define that thinking and why it's there has been in incredibly powerful um, and, and something that I've had to learn a couple times. All right, biggest mistake you've ever made is uh, 
you can't skip steps. So that, that leads us right into some of my rapid fire questions that I want to ask you here as we come to the close of our time together. Here's the first one. What's the best memory that comes to mind for you? Personal or professional? You pick. Well, my best memory personally by far is, is when my kids have been born. Uh, those are, those are by far my, my favorite memories. And, uh, They've also uh, taught me uh, some, some great lessons in patience as uh, my kids get older that I, I try to bring to my professional life every day. Who's the number one hero in your life? My mom. What was her name or is her name? My mo mother's name is Deborah. Uh, she's, uh, she's a psychologist and she's just an incredibly thoughtful uh, person who uh, I continue to learn a lot from all the time. What's the top value you subscribe to? Trust. I think uh, trust is the most important thing. Uh, we have to continuously be investing into earning that trust and building it um, in our personal and professional lives. And I think it's important to, uh, to work towards that every single day. Great. Um, most important person in your life? Well, that'd be my kids these days as well. Okay. What are their names? Uh, my oldest is Gavin and my little one's Luca. Good. What's your favorite thing? Well, when I used to be able to do it, it would be to golf. Uh, <laughs> well, you got to do it a lot if you want to be any good at all, right? No, that's true. But with little kids, I, it's not something I do very much anymore. <laughs> What's your favorite food? Oh, I, I got to tell you, it's brisket. Brisket. I got to right. tell you, a really good barbecue. You just can't go wrong. So you need to get down to Texas. Uh, we, we've got some good barbecue here in St. Louis and Kansas City, too, in Missouri. I mean, best barbecue in the, in the world. I mean, it's all through the Midwest and the South, right? It's, it's, yeah. just, it's amazing. Supposed to be. Memphis. Um, what's the most beautiful place you've ever been to? Most beautiful place I've ever been to, I think, is Bali. Ah. If you could describe success in one word, what would the word be? Humility. How do you want to be remembered? I want to be remembered as somebody that cared. If you could go back and talk to a younger Jonathan, what would be your best advice? I think to, to, never, to never lose focus. Stay true to the course. What's your favorite sound? A uh, cup of coffee brewing in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> you like coffee as much as I do, I think. <laughs> And then finally, what's the best lesson you've learned? I think one of the best lessons I've ever learned, um, it actually is something I, I learned in, in college. Uh, I had a friend who uh, told me that somebody's ability to grow is dependent on, upon their ability to live outside of their comfort zone. And those words have always stuck with me. And I've really tried to embrace that uh, my whole life. Um, and it, it served me well. Well, anyone who's listened to our conversation here over the last 15 or 20 minutes surely has come to the conclusion that your expertise is both deep and broad in the digital product and service space. And if they wanted to get in touch with you, how would the, be the best way for them to do that? Best way, uh, if they want to reach out to me directly on LinkedIn, I'm active there uh, every day. And then uh, they could also go to emergeninteractive.com slash podcast if they want to get a copy of uh, my book that's coming out uh, here in the next couple months. That's awesome. Do you have a title? 
It's called Alignment. Oh, good. Wonderful. We'll have to have you back on the show once the book comes out. I would love that. Jonathan Hensley, co-founder and CEO of Emerge, a digital product consulting firm. And as you can tell, he is an expert in his field. Jonathan, thanks so much for spending a few minutes and helping me educate our audience and educating me too. Tony, thank you again so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Wonderful. Thank you. I've got more on Better Than Before right after this. Once we're back to normal, there'll be a lot to catch up on. So why not do some of that now, like getting your car serviced? University Subaru will pick up your car and deliver it back to your doorstep all disinfected and ready to go at no extra charge. They can even drop off a loaner car. Take care of everything from oil changes to that hail damage repair you've been meaning to get but were too busy. Most of us aren't too busy now, but we will be. Give us a call so we can help. University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. Receive weekly coaching tips from Tony Richards, delivered straight to your inbox. Whether you're a CEO or an entrepreneur, Tony can help you reach your goals and give you a competitive edge within your industry. Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo covers topics ranging from leadership development to teamwork to company culture and more. Text the word leadership to 38470 to sign up for Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo or sign up online at clearvisiondevelopment.com. Welcome back to Better Than Before. Today I want to talk to you about some components of true success. Now when most people talk about what I do and what others do, Brendan Bouchard, uh, John Maxwell, uh, Tony Robbins, any guru, and also don't like that term very much either, but when people are referring to people like us, they boil it all down to motivational speaker, or most of the time when they talk about me, they say that motivational guy. And I want to confide in you something today. I extremely dislike that term. The reason is because myself or anyone else that you can name have never, ever motivated anyone. It's actually an impossibility. You know, when people refer to me, I would prefer you just call me a coach, a consultant, and an advisor, um, but not a motivational guy or a motivational speaker because speakers can't motivate people. It's impossible. The reason is because every person's already motivated. Motivation lies within them somewhere. And the only person that can start that motor is themselves. They're the only ones with the key to that engine. And I'll kind of prove it to you with a little scenario here in the actions of people. Have you ever known anyone to go away to an event and while the event is going on, they're getting stimulated and they're getting all excited and they're getting uh, air quotes motivated and uh, they get a temporary adrenaline rush during that event, and they call that motivation. But once they come home from the event and a couple of days go by, 
and they take those fancy materials they got and stick them in their desk drawer, throw them on the shelf or shove them in their closet, what happens? Well, that feeling fades because they can't sustain it because it was based on something temporary because they think that the outer world controls the inner world and it's exactly the opposite. So you have to make changes internally in order to create things externally. Very seldom will external things create a permanent change with you on the inside. You have to do that. Now you can use external things to help you, but those external things don't actually do it. You do it. And when that feeling goes away, so do their actions and then so do their good results. So let's talk a little bit about this today. And there are two main things uh, around this topic that I wanna get across to you today. One of which is the science of achievement. And the other one is the art of fulfillment. A lot of people go to one or the other with extreme, but they don't balance the two out in order to get consistent action and consistent results that are good. Let's begin with the first one, the science of achievement. So there are certain laws that govern every industry, every endeavor of life. Just like there are certain laws that govern the universe, like the law of gravity. So you can take a pen or pencil right now in your hand and you can hold it up over your desk or wherever you're taking notes today. And you can let the pen go. What happens? it falls to the desk, right? It does that every time. That means the law of gravity is in effect every single time. And when you learn that, you learn to not mess with the law of gravity, right? So when you learn and correctly apply the laws that govern achievement, they work every time and you achieve the same result every time. And there are certain laws of your physical body you learn what they are, you apply them, you get positive results in your body. You ignore those laws and you violate them consistently. You get negative results in your body. You ignore them long-term and you get terrible consequences in your body. That's how the science of achievement and success work. Whatever you're trying to do in life, if you learn the laws that govern that area, you can learn to apply those laws and those principles and you can achieve success. The second one, the art of fulfillment's different. The art of fulfillment is the capacity to feel alive. It's to have meaning in your life. Science and its laws are the same for everyone, but art is different. Art is unique to the individual. So if you're riding in my car with me, you may like the songs I play, or you may not like the songs I play in my car. I love them. Uh, I may like a movie or a piece of art, and you may not like that movie or piece of art at all. What may fulfill me and make me feel a certain way may be the exact opposite for you, or maybe you feel nothing at all. So the same is true for you. What makes you feel fulfilled may not do that for the next person. So the science of, of achievement, those laws work the same for everyone, but the art of fulfillment is unique to everyone. Now there are at least two things that do fulfill almost every human being. One is growth. Progress 
typically equals happiness. That feeling you get when you're being productive in some way toward what you desire in life, that is a really good, fulfilling feeling. And the second one is meaning. Meaning is a little tricky because we assign meaning to things in our lives. And if we're not careful, we can mess that up. You may assign a meaning to something which does not mean that at all. So you may go to an event and for whatever reason, let's say you don't meet anyone right off the bat and you don't strike up a conversation with anyone. Everyone seems busy and self-absorbed and they're following their own agenda uh, at the event for a little while. And all of a sudden you assign the meaning that no one likes me or you're standing across the room and two people are over there talking to one another and every now and then they occasionally glance up and maybe they glance at you for a second and keep the conversation going. You assign the meaning that I think they're talking about me. They may or may not be talking about you at all. So we assign meanings to things that happen in our lives. And like I said, you have to be very careful with that or you assign the wrong meaning. And what can happen is if you assign a meaning to something that is more intense or worse than what it actually is. So you, you are equipped with something that's very wonderful and very dangerous. It's called an imagination. So if you assign a meaning to something and your imagination kicks in, and you start imagining all sorts of things around that meaning that aren't actually true, then you can put yourself in a very, very depressed and awful place. And you can not feel fulfilled at all, right? So some of these things are, you know, you mess with them in the wrong direction and they can have the opposite effect than what you really desire. Achievement without fulfillment is the ultimate failure in life because you can be successful and achieve a lot and not be fulfilled while you do it. I know you've seen a lot of famous people. Let's take, uh, for example, the great Robin Williams, great comedian, actor, television star. You would look at his life and you would say, man, this person has achieved some great success. But then he engaged in total tragedy because there was something in his life where he was not feeling fulfilled at all. He made millions happy, but not himself. And so integration is the ultimate key of these two components, the integration of achievement and fulfillment. And a lot of times we confuse pleasure Something feels good for a moment. That's pleasure. We think that's fulfillment, and it's not, because pleasure lasts for a moment. It's really short term. It doesn't last. Fulfillment is what lasts for a lifetime. Knowing what you want, apply the laws of achievement to get there, but also engage in the art of feeling fulfilled is the ultimate success. 
That's our show today. Better Than Before is brought to you by University Subaru. From here, been here, always will be here. University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. Follow me on Twitter at Tony Richards 4 and also at ClearVisionDEV. You can also come over and join my free Facebook group. It's Tony Richards Speaker, Author, Coach. All you have to do is find our group, hit the like button, and you're in. And we'll post three or four things every single day to help you along in your success, achievement, and fulfillment journey. On behalf of our associate producer, Whitney Coker, and our chief producer, William Foster, I'm Tony Richards reminding you, stay safe and everything gets better when you get better. Thank you for listening to Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast powered by Clear Vision Development Group. For more resources from Tony, visit clearvisiondevelopment.com. Join us next time for another episode of Better Than Before with Tony Richards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.